Raheem, thank you for being here. Awesome to be here, Jay. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm, I'm glad to have you. So this event is Canadian Cannabis, What's Next? You, of course, are from Hybrid Farm. Before we get to what you believe is next, from your perspective, tell us a little bit about Hybrid Farm, because to my knowledge, it's the only thing like it, I don't know about in the world, but definitely in Canada. Yeah, for sure. I, um, I think I'm really proud, and my team's proud to say that I think we're the first can pharmacy in North America in which patients are able to come in, get a prescription, walk out with cannabis. So I think um, I'm really proud to say that it's it's been a it's been a journey, but we are we are a full pharmacy. We specialize in medical cannabis, so we help patients get access to um, prescriptions, give them consultations, give them education and guidance. And I think that's uh, a big piece that's really missing in this industry. It, so. it is missing. Can, can I ask you like a, how you do it? Like how does it actually work? Yeah, like uh, so a patient can either contact us through online or by the phone or they walk in and they ask a bunch of questions about cannabis. Most of the time they're getting referred to, to the, from the recreational stores um, because as we know, they can't speak about therapeutic effects. So we end up uh, booking them in with a consultation with our doctor and they either, they're either in the pharmacy seeing the, seeing the doctor or they're doing it from home. And once they get the authorization is approved, then we take them down the path of education and consultation and patients can have either immediate delivery, which means that um, the, the cannabis is immediately given to them or they can deliver it uh, to their house or via pure later third-party logistics, you know? It's, it's so smart. When I first heard about it, I was like, this is so smart. And, and I, I don't know if this is a question you get along, but like, why aren't other people doing what you're doing? I know. I, I don't understand. <laughs> I, I think, honestly, I think this is why like a lot of the LPs and things are, I mean, hurting. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of articles recently. I think they're, they're not focused on patient, right? I mean, that, that's, that's the pharmacy job. That's the pharmacy job. We've, do, we've been doing this for 20 years. Plus. We've been many years, sorry, 20 is a random number, but that's not their core business. Their core business is cultivation and product development and making consumer packaged goods. Our core business is taking care of patients. And I think that's where we need to meld the two worlds. This is why I call it hybrid farm. It's a meld between two worlds of cannabis and alternative therapies and medicine. And as we all know, I think everybody watching this, everybody knows cannabis is a medicine. So it should be treated as such and we should bring it all together. And, and you are a pharmacist by trade. Yes, I am. And an MBA. Do I have that right? Yep. Yep. I know. You're putting I it all to good use. You're putting it all to good use. And, and, and one thing is sort of what caught my eye and, and we've been following what you guys are doing and you're based in Ottawa, but uh, what, we, what we've been following, what you've been doing is because you're not shy um, uh, social media or otherwise. <laughs> and, and I, I want to sort of get your thoughts because we're looking sort of today and, and the tomorrows. Talk a little bit about your thoughts about how patient access to medical cannabis is happening today, but importantly, like what do you expect or what would you like to see uh, in the future related to patient access? Medical dispensing model. Like, I mean, uh, let, me, let me ask you a rhetorical question. Why, why is it that a patient has to have a plastic card in order to get their cannabis? Why can, can they not walk into a place and get it like same time, same day? Why are recreational patients allowed to walk in, pay cash, walk out? And this is like, this is the system that's been going on since legalization. And now what we're seeing is a flood of patients going into a recreational store. It's a very inappropriate place for someone, you know, Grandma Betty to go and ask about my arthritis pain to a, someone who's 19 years old, doesn't know anything about medicine. Right. Like no offense to the butt tenders, like they're, they do a fantastic job and they probably have one of the hardest jobs right now because this is a very nascent market, but they don't have proper access. And this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to make a medical dispensing model in which patients can walk in and get medication, walk out and always ask proper questions, get proper guidance. 
And, and I guess I don't want to cut into your business, but what would it take, well, for Hybrid Farm to add the next 10 locations in the 10 biggest cities in Canada, or for others to say, we see that model and we want to do it? Or is there like a net new model that's just like, let's just standardize the whole thing and make it like a pharmacy and have pharmacies have access to medical cannabis products? Totally. Yeah. totally. I, I think it should be. Um, kind of a change in the legislation and the way the medical cannabis system works. I think that needs to get a whole, you know, adjustment because I mean, like, like we see in other countries and like, you know, Portugal, Uruguay, Germany, they're all going through pharmacy dispensing model. So I don't understand why Canada is so far behind on this. And just, just like going back to the point of like patient access, like this is the biggest problem I see right now. And people are coming in being like, Hey, I, I went to the rec store. I bought this and I had a bad time. Can you help me out? And I get a lot of these different stories coming through. And what, what this system has created is, is created a funnel to go to a recreational store and purchase products. And, and that's, I don't think it's the most, you know, it's not the most easiest platform because most patients are confused now. Right. And right. eventually, you know, what I'd like to see is obviously more insurance coverage and things like that, that we're very, you know, we've do, been doing this for many, many years in the pharmacy business. And we can help patients get like direct billing to their insurance. Like that's what I would want to see. Yeah. And as, as we kind of come online more. And that, and that, that model, sort of the pharmacy model is, is of course better for patient access, right? Like it's also better for patient safety and guidance because you are trained to do that. And one would expect it would be better for the insurance sort of component sure. too, because this is what you do for a living. Part well, patient, of what you do for a living. They can easily pick up the phone and call us and be like, hey, I'm, I think I'm not, you know, I think I have side effects. Can you help me out manage this? Like I get phone calls like this all the time. Whereas if you're going direct to an LP, you may be going through a 1-800 number. And you know, there's a big long chain process there that many patients are getting very frustrated with. And like, we do get a lot of compliments with our patients saying that I love the service here. I think it's fantastic what you're doing. It's a very much needed type of model in, in this current situation. Well, it's also the core competencies, right? As you said, like yeah. licensed producers are, they are cultivators. They are product development people. They are CPG people getting it to market and that's its whole stream. Some of them are focused, of course, on the medical component, but also are fairly limited in where they can actually get that product to patients. There seems to be a model to your mind that, that we could like everybody, not everybody wins, but everybody wins right in a model as you're describing. Most importantly, the, the patients, uh, I think. Um, and I guess the question is like, what, would, what do you think is standing in the way? Not, I don't want you to project on regulators, but like, do you, do you think it's like they are hesitant to have this be sort of a frontline medicine? Do you think it's they like the system that's in place? They don't care about this. Like, I don't want to draw too many. I, I think, I think, think it's kind of what you said. Like, it, it's I, I think it's the adaptation of this as a therapeutic medicine. I think that's not there yet. And maybe everybody's waiting for randomized control trials of a thousand plus patients and waiting for this to come into treatment algorithms or waiting for something, but that's, I mean, we're at the point now that nobody cares about randomized control trials. We're there that people are already using it. People are seeing benefit. We're seeing people being de-prescribed off of medications. We are seeing this happen like daily. So why wait until you have therapeutic evidence when we are already dispensing things that have very limited evidence or very limited or even like off-labeled use? Like, so that there's a lot of a conflicting, you know, ideologies happening here, but I I think it's, it's, it's in order to make this a medicine, in order to widely get this adapted, it needs to go into pharmacy. And yeah. it needs to, there needs to be, a, like again, a medical dispensing model. Yeah. 
And I think, I think one, and I don't know if this is the most important sort of data point, but patients, would be patients, are going to bud tenders and asking questions. We see, we, we've see, literally seen it with our own eyes when you go in, I need help sleeping, and the bud tender is like, oh, yeah. there's nothing they can do. And wouldn't that type of question be better just launched, to you, like, basically? With, 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 we just launched a study with uh, um, surveying all the bud tenders and managers. Um, with our, our friends at Chio, we're doing research with, yeah. and it's, it's asking them like, how many questions do you get per day? What's the average age? Like, what type of medical questions are you getting? Are you getting questions about anxiety? Like, so on and so forth. And we got so much positive responses from bartenders saying, like, thank you for doing this because we have to set like a standard of what we can say and what we can't say, and where do patients go from here, right? Um, and that being said, like, even in, even with like all the the interaction and all the all the data points coming out from like OCS versus retail, like we see, it's crazy. OCS is like what hundred million dollars in sales versus the retail stores are seven hundred and five million dollars. There's a reason for that. Most people are not buying it online. Most people are over the age of fifty five and they don't really care to use a computer or have an email address or even have plastic store to pay for it. So there's a lot of barriers for these patients that they have to overcome before they even get their cannabis in hand. So why would they go with the medical stream? I I, I understand why the number of registrations is dropping year like month to month and it makes sense because they're all funneled towards recreation right and it's something and, and, but but to me well that would seem to be an unintended uh, you know unintended consequence because there is a framework for for medical cannabis patients we just need to um make it better and actually yeah. make it easier and create this access and that's what we should want as a country frankly because that's well beneficial to the patient but also gets patients into the medical stream, rec users into the rec stream. And if, if Health Canada wants to keep those basically separate, this is the way to do it. And I think, I think in your it, view, and in my view too. I think, I mean, it can also, you almost can say this can be a public health issue because you now patients are walking in, buying things kind of like, you know, blindly, blindsided. They could have drug interactions, you know, can, CBD does have a lot of drug interactions if, if it's not taken appropriately, even THC. And you know, we are starting to have patients come in and be like, I got THC sativa and I ended up in the hospital because I was super paranoid. Like I hear that a lot. And if you wanted to mitigate and make this more safer, we need to have two separate streams, but with the same type of accessible points. Well, from your mouth to regulators and the future ears, uh, I want to thank you for the work you're doing, for your thoughts, for your um, being vocal about it, because I think that's really important as well. And as we sort of look this day to sort of what's next. I think you've given uh, the folks here today some really interesting thoughts about what you're doing. And you can obviously always check out what Hybrid Farm is doing online and we'll post um, how to get in touch with you, but also see uh, all about what you're doing. So Raheem, thank you for your time. We look forward to connecting with you down the road and good luck. Sure. Thank you so much.